Hey, this is John from Desk, and this is Ask the Indie Show, Episode 1, where I answer questions, your questions, about what it's like building, maintaining, creating an indie app, and hopefully entirely not sucking at the uh, exact same time. Um, again, this is Episode 1, which means that I have no idea where any of this will head, if this is a good or bad idea, or uh, if this is even going to be helpful for you, but that's what I'm good at among very few select other things is experimenting and if there's any meta level thought that i'm constantly trying to promote and help anyone with it's just experiment as an indie app developer as a small time um, independent project creator maker etc etc it behooves you to experiment and to just try new things and to see if if things stick and to, to throw things against the wall and if one of those things actually work then that's great, but I really think it's a, a quantitative game. I think it's a numbers game where the more things that you throw against the wall, the higher chance you have of actually something working. And geez, all of us need as much help as we can possibly get and a lot of luck as well. Um, but let's jump right in. The premise is simple. You ask me questions via Twitter, hashtag AskTheIndie, and I will sit down and answer those questions in the best way possible. Uh, hopefully not wasting your time and hopefully not wasting my time. Uh, let's jump in and again, we'll we'll see where this goes. Uh, first question is from Riley Adam Voth, um, at Riley Adam Voth. Uh, he says, businesses, projects, husband, dad, writer, mentor, etc. Want to stay in the zone once in. How do you best pause and switch? That's a great question. Um, I'm not entirely sure how I do that. I don't know entirely sure how to, to manage all those different things. Um, typically, a corollary question I get asked all the time is how do you create work-life balance, uh, work-life balance? I don't actually think uh, that's a model that works. Um, it was actually one of my previous mentors really helped me think through this uh, really clearly. And this is especially helpful for those who are uh, developers or kind of who are think thinking binary uh, because asking the question of work-life balance assumes that there is actually a legitimate real tangible solution and, and I don't I don't think there is I don't think there's an answer to the work-life balance question rather I really believe in more of a rubble rubber band ball approach uh, if you guys remember creating those when you were smaller and the idea that there are a number of things in that rubber band ball um, elements of your life, you know, being a dad, being a being a husband, being a writer, being a programmer, being an entrepreneur, et cetera, et cetera, for me. And at various points in time, those things really create a lot of tension, or this particular area of my life has a lot of tension. And the idea is to manage that well, to get help when you need, to make sure that you diagnose and identify, hey, you know, this particular my life is really getting stretched thin and really, really hurts. And I need to get some help to, to bring that back in. So instead of work-life balance, I try to manage the tension better. And I think that's a much better model. So how does that relate to pausing and switching? Well, I think as long as you know very, very, you know, I think as long as you know your core, well, as long as you know the few things that you're supposed to be doing with your time, you will schedule those things in in a way that makes sense for you because everyone's different. And some people have this uncanny ability to, to really hyper switch modes into dad mode, husband mode, software developer mode, writing mode, art mode, whatever those modes are, um, on a dime. And, and I simply cannot do that. I, 
it takes me a long time to kind of move into the next stage of work. Um, so I need, I take a lot of breaks. But I think the most important thing for you, Adam, um, or Riley, um, and anyone is figure out what works for you and then create those schedulings, those boundaries that, that will really optimize that time. Nate Green at Nathan Lee Green asks, when did you know it was time to stop tweaking and just ship the product already? Whew. Um, man, that's a great question. The answer is, I don't know as well. I think if I were to look back at my experience with shipping this particular product and then a number of different products in the past, there was a point in time where I realized, it was, it was a gut feeling, that if I don't ship it now, it will never get shipped. If I don't ship it now, it, it will never see the light of day. And that's hard. Um, it's hard to know intuitively um, what, what, that, what, what time that really is or when you should really do that. But I think the most important thing um, is that you practice, that you practice shipping. Whatever it is, whatever small project that you might have, just just as best as you possibly can, just get it out there and see what happens. And over time, you will gain the tolerance, the experience, the endurance required. The know-how, the intuition will be refined in a way where you where you can where you can answer your, that question for yourself. Um, the only the only reason why I've been able to ship this particular product is because I've done it a handful of times before and I've done it poorly and I messed up and I, I really fucked up. Um, and so now, you know, over time I've, I've really refined my approach to shipping products and I'm okay with getting, you know, the first version out there and the, and the first version typically, typically sucks. Um, let's be honest, first version, anything that I create is, is typically really bad. So that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with doing that. Brett Brooks at Brett Brooks asks, do you do all of your own graphics design work for the app? What tools do you use? The answer is no, I am not a designer by any stretch of the imagination. I've just been around long enough to be somewhat dangerous. And so I can get my way around Photoshop um, fairly, fairly nicely. Um, currently though, I use Pixelmator and uh, Acorn. Those are two kind of design um, apps or Photoshop replacements really. I don't do anything extensive. I mean, just look at DuskApp. Um, it's incredibly Spartan, so I don't really actually have to do much design. And then I got a friend to work on the actual brand icon uh, because that's clearly way outside of my abilities. I have no idea how to do any of that, really. Uh, and actually, if you look at many of my previous products um, and little kind of indie apps, if you will, uh, I've either they have been either just as Spartan or I have used off-the-shelf toolkitting. Um, man, I have found some super cheap or free Photoshop design kits that, man, I would just use super liberally. And I think there's there's two parts of that, why that's that's helpful. One, I don't have time um, to, to learn design. I don't want to be a designer. I'm not good at that. And so I will capitalize my time in the areas that I'm really good at so I can maximize my, my effectiveness. And secondly, I want to save money. Um, I want to save money. Um, especially in the first iteration of a new project, you should try to get the general concept out without much flash to see if people even care see if people even give a shit about what you're trying to achieve or the problem that you're trying to solve and and then go from there so that's kind of my my thoughts on that um i do do 
I do use a, a wireframing app, which everyone should be familiar with, or many people will be familiar with. I use actually, I use Keynote, and I'll put that in the show notes uh, for you. But I use Keynote as a wireframing app, and it's really not made for that, but it's very simple, and it's a very simple toolkit that I use that has been has proven to be very useful for a countless number of times. So hopefully that helps. Adam Martin at Colt Trickle on Twitter asks, what is the one thing that you would tell your 23-year-old self knowing what you know today? I actually wrote a blog post, which again, I'll put in the show notes, um, which was a letter to my 22-year-old self. I, um, I turned 32 last year, so I'll be 33 this year in 2015. And so I wrote my uh, 22-year-old self last year, kind of this letter of uh, kind of looking back 10 years about, about what, I would, what I would recommend. So I'll, I'll have that, and that answers a lot of that. Um, but one of the big things, I think, and I, can't, I honestly can't remember what I wrote in that letter, but um, one of the most important things is just get help. I think there's a uh, there's a pride associated with doing you know any work that you have, and you know a lot of our work is very independent. A lot of the work that you do is very independent. But I wish I just had asked for help more quickly about things and um, not succumb to my ego and my pride about um, my work. Um, and just, I don't know, realize that I'm, I'm not as gifted as I thought I was. I'm not as talented as I thought I was. I'm not as smart um, that to do good things, to do build cool stuff, you need help. You need to get the right people in your life to do that. And so, um, yeah. Uh, oh, and certainly money. <laughs> money has screwed me over. Oh, so many times, and I just I write more in depth in my my, my post, which I'll you know I'll put in the show notes. But if you can remove the money equation faster, at least from your psyche, at least the way that you process decisions or, or make decisions, rather, man, I wish I had done uh, a better job of that when I was younger. Mark Sim. At Mark Sin, that's Z-Y-M, says, Hey, John, looking forward to version 1.2. Thanks. It's out. I hope you enjoy it. Um, you know, the, the app is, is not perfect quite yet and probably won't be for a very long time, but I'm having a hell of a time, so thank you for your support. Um, he asks, Is there a way for us to complain to Apple and read the loss of the writing app store? Oh, um, so what happened was there was this featured section, for those giving you a little context, uh, that featured desk app in kind of the apps for writers section. And that was a huge um, area of growth for me. It was a, um, whew, it, it was an emotional moment when I heard the news that I got on it. My, um, got featured. My wife was standing there and I, I started crying because that was really cool. It was actually um, a very significant event for me. I, I had always hoped that I could do that and be listed there um, among some incredible other apps and for whatever reason, they found my app, and the editors of the App Store allowed me to do that, and um, has been a, a major part of my my, my sales structure uh, and my pipeline. So it was removed, um, or at least the entire section was removed, and um, that was a bummer. And there's nothing nothing we can do. Like that's kind of the the part of the the App Store that you can't you can't control. There's most of the App Store you can't control, and that's that's entirely fine. I I was sad, but then. 
the same time, uh, it is what it is. So there's nothing I can do, Mark. But thanks so much for your support. I, I really, really, really appreciate it. Jonathan Lyman at the JL, the EJL or DJL says, I want to transition my career into more software development. What would be a great starting point for someone with a day job? That's a great question. I get asked that question all the time. The thing is, Jonathan, um, you are incredibly smart, just like so many of the other people that are that ask the question. So there's no shortcut. There's no nothing that I could really share out, you know, resource wise that you don't already know of. The, the many different great free uh, um, online courses like Udacity and Coursera and uh, Code Academy, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and even some of the paid services um, like uh, CodeSchool.com and, and, and stuff like that. Tons of great online resources for you to get. Um, really kind of begin to level up your software experience. So you don't need that because you, you're aware of that. And most people are aware of those online resources, which are, again, fantastic places to start. The real advice, the advice that, that really can, I think, can sit in um, and sink in for someone is scheduling and prioritization. Is If that's an area that you really want to move into very strongly, then the only advice, the only uh, suggestion that I can make or encouragement rather and challenge encouragement and challenge that I can that I can share is make sure you schedule that in make sure that you're hyper intentional about allocating time every single day not just every other day every single day to be working in that area and so if it's nine o'clock every business day and perhaps even the weekend if you can where you're spending 60 minutes in one of those online courses that's what you've got to do um, it's just not going to happen or by accident or it's not, it's not going to happen organically. You just have to commit the time and the investment and start walking down that path. And you'll learn so much about um, not just yourself and obviously software, but you'll learn more about how you feel uh, about software. And um, you'll begin to test your assumption that that's where you want to head. And I think that's the most important part is people will begin to understand, hey, this is really something I'm fascinated by and and, and, and all of a sudden that hour becomes two hours every day. And then you realize that's what they want to do for the full-time career. And there are a lot of people who they think they want to do that and they start and they commit they make the commitment, and they investigate for a very, uh, a good amount of time. And then they realize, Hmm, that is not what I want to do. And that's okay. I think that's great. It means that they'll be able to focus on an area um, or they've limited an area that they thought they were going to, venture into and now they can focus on something else uh, to really go farther in their career great question David um, and David says uh, working on a podcast myself awesome I will I know you very fairly well and I'm actually going to be on a panel with you at WordCamp here in Atlanta uh, so that'll be exciting um, David asks working on a podcast myself how do you decide where to focus your time on any given day I think this actually is um, very similar to one of the previous questions, but I think I've got my core, my kind of my core areas of investment um, that that my time require or my I need to focus my time time on is I need to be a great husband, I need to be a really good dad, um, I need to be a, a very good partner to um, the uh, the guys and the gals at the Iron Yard who I work for and work, work with. 
And then really for this indie project for desk, I want to give it as much as I possibly can, but not sacrifice the rest of the things um, in my life. And um, with, you know, so there's about four or five main pillars of my life where I want to make sure that those, that, that time is, um, is, is given it, is adequate. Um, but otherwise I'm not, I'm not like one of those serious productivity gurus um, out there who slice and dice their schedule into buckets. I can't do that. Like it is 9.22 on a Thursday morning. Um, my kids are in the room. They're taking a break from homeschool. I'm doing this video. I had, I had an idea that I might do this video um, in the morning, but I just I was compelled to finish it out. That's what it does. So I had a block in my schedule, and that's what I did. Um, so I don't, I don't have a, and I apologize. I, I just don't have a system. Um, I just know kind of those in principle, those large buckets where I need, where that, that need my time, and then I execute. And again, I think this goes back to just just discovery. How do you discover intentionally discover how you build systems and how you work best? And um, making sure that it's yours. I think that's the most important thing, and that it's yours. It's not some borrowed methodology, some borrowed GTD philosophy that you have designed, personally designed, the way that you get work done, that you love it, that it works for you. And a lot of people that I encounter, they're just, they've so heavily borrowed from a philosophy or a methodology or a practice that it's not personalized and it's not theirs and they don't, they don't own it. Um, and as a natural consequence of not owning it, they don't believe it. They, they don't practice it the way they should. And then they end up wasting time. So I apologize, David. That's not super helpful, but maybe I can give you some more, uh, more good advice. Um, and I'm sure we'll chat when I see you at WordCamp Atlanta in a few months from now. So can't wait to see you there. And lastly, Bud Brown at BudBrown01. Were you a skilled programmer before you started writing desk app? The answer is yes and no. I have been developing um, software for 17 years since I was 15, um, at least professionally. Um, I was writing software before that, just messing around. I don't know what I was doing. Um, so I've I know my way around software, um, but like any good craft, like any good you know, continuing skill, like any lifestyle, really, uh, there's so much still for me to learn and. You know, the first versions of Desk were pretty bad. Uh, uh, the first version was, was pretty bad. There were a lot of bugs, but you guys and gals really gave me a lot of grace. And um, we've had, I've seen some really cool success with it so far. I'm very happy with it. Um, continue to get better. Um, so, so yes, but I, I, I've had some experience with software. I've had some experience with shipping um, product. But I think the most important thing, if I were to, to really change the focus just slightly, is, um, you know, the one thing that I've been really practicing the most with this app and is, is just courage. Um, and I, I think that's something that people can practice, is having courage to ship products and to, to get feedback, both positive and super negative, because this is the internet. Just get it out there. Um, for all the world to see and to see how the market responds. So, Bud, whatever you're working on, um, I hope that you're just shipping. You have the courage or you're gaining the courage to do just that. And, uh, and that goes for everyone else who's uh, listening in on this um, podcast, videocast. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, 
that's it for episode one. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble. But this is Ask the Indie, um, a podcast and a show about maintaining and building and surviving an indie app. I hope hope that you can ask some great questions for the next one. It's just hashtag Ask the Indie on Twitter. Ask me anything, and I will make sure that I can respond. Thank you so much for joining me for this first uh, iteration and experiment, and I will see you guys online.